it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Portland Trailblazers concluded their preseason Monday night with a loss to the Suns. They finished 1-3, 0-3 against NBA teams. We got a glimpse of Scoop. We saw some of Aiton. Shaden Sharp was a bit up and down. Those are just some of the storylines from the preseason. We definitely saw some promising talent, but we also saw some hideous defense. We will talk about all of that and more on the Blazer Focus podcast. I am Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian Oregon Live, joined by Craig Burnback. Craig, what's up? The preseason's over with. So I'm doing this in sections. I got through training camp. I got through the preseason. Now we got the second training camp, Billups like to call it, before the season starts on the 25th at the Clippers. I got to get through that. And finally, will be some regular season basketball, which I can sink my teeth into a little bit better. But anyway, uh, just give me your, your first, your, 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 your take on the preseason as a whole before we dive into our, our topics. No, no real shockers at all for me. Like, it's pretty much what I expected. Uh, and I think a harsh reality for <laughs> some people that were dreaming the baby Blazers <laughs> baby were, Blazer. you know, going to be shooting for a playoff spot. I'm hoping that that's over. No. Because you know how I no, feel about that. Um, well, it, well, it's going to be over <laughs> soon. Uh, I would say if anyone, if you watched <sighs> when they played against NBA, you know, players that play significant minutes mm-hmm. in the NBA, including the Suns twice, which are an elite team with an elite mm-hmm. offense, uh, they did not have any idea how to stop them. And they didn't stop them. Um, Scoot showed you signs of why he was drafted third overall and why the Blazers thought it was time to take a major shift in franchise uh, history by um, knowing that the Damian Lillard chapter was going to be over when they drafted him. And he's, gosh, he's athletic. He's fast. He does not have to play defense. (laughs) He cannot uh, shoot the ball from deep from, he has you know, some decent. He has some aspects. decent three point nines. And we'll continue. We'll examine he, further. But go ahead. He he can shoot. Um, he can't shoot off the dribble. The three. It looks like it yeah. looks like he's spot up. He can do it. So he's got a ways to go. But not a shocker. I mean, when you look at the numbers, he's got the ability. He's just got to do. Re- he's got repetition. He has the ability to shoot. He's just not there yet. Um, yeah, I was. You know, I was sharp up and down, like you said. Uh, even his up. Uh, he didn't shoot the ball great when he shows off at his athleticism, but um, that to me is clear. I guess what I – I still have no idea what this team's going to look like for 48 minutes against another NBA team because we got pieces of Aiton and he sat out. Grant sat out. Where's he? Simons, you know, moments of what 
what he can do. Definitely going to be the best player. Um, and we didn't see Williams at all. So still quite uh, interested in seeing where they are. Like, how bad <laughs> are they? Or how, how yeah, okay are they? You know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, yeah, you summed it up nicely. Uh, all right, let's just get to topic one. Any chance for them to – okay, so the fantasies that are out there is that this could be a play-in team. Um, so I'm going to approach this – I'm going to approach the season, even though I believe they're not going to come close to that. I'm not going to cover it that way. I'm going to start the season covering it like, okay, let's see if they can win some games and show that maybe they could be in a race at the end of the season. I think I owe it to – you know, those fans who have hope and, and, and the franchise to just cover it straight. You know, I don't know. See how they're doing. See how they match up. But coming out of the preseason, I, I think they're going to score some nights because they have scores and they're going to run and they're going to have a pace. And the other night they had 102 shots and, you know, they're going to put up some numbers, I think, offensively. But you have to be able to stop teams. And in three yes. halves of basketball Very against important. the main guns of Phoenix twice – and Utah, they gave up about 225 points. It's over 70 each time. I think 76, 75, 75, something like that. So that means those teams are on pace for 150 points. And, of course, you're going against the likes of Durant and Booker and then Beal played in the, in the second time they met and then, you know, Lowry Marketing and, and Kessler and those guys out there in Utah. So you're going against some guys who can score 25 or more. Uh, but they scored at ease. Like there, there, there was no real resistance. And to be fair, also there was no Aiton against. He didn't play much against Phoenix first time. He didn't play at all at Utah or at Phoenix. They sat everybody pretty much um, at Phoenix the second time. So you know, there's caveats out there. I get it. But regardless, here's something that's funny. Someone posted, I think today, some highlights of Scoot and Sharp doing some nice things, and th- those two are fun to watch, zero doubt. But I looked at the score. Every time they made some nice play, right? Shabari. (laughs) Shaden had a great bounce pass on a fast break after Kamara got a rejection to Jabari Walker for a layup. It was a nice play. They were down 10. You know, it's another play. Someone made, they're down 15. And so that's what we're going to see a lot of because they can't stop anybody. So to the points they score are not going to do anything in terms of winning. And for me right now, it's the same old defense that they've been trying to fix for five years. They just don't have the veteran guys to get it done. They don't have, and Robert Williams will help. And like I said, Aiden didn't play the entire time, but I just think the defense is just going to be so atrocious. The best example was Utah. They scored 133, gave it 138. You know, and so winning, they have to be at least respectable defensively. And I saw zero signs of that this preseason. Zero. Uh, Look, I I 100% agree on the defense. I also would like to remind you, they're not very good at offense when you look at the players. Well, they, they score I mean, some points, I though. They I just, score points. You always no, score but they, points. But I'm saying, they, they scored 130-something at Utah. But, that was good. I'm just saying, you look at the roster. They got scores. You're going to start. DeAndre, they got scores. You're going you're gonna, to – DeAndre Ayton is an NBA player. Very solid, a scoring center. He's going to average 20. I mean, guaranteed. And I give you yeah. him. Grant, he, he could score. Cool. He's a, a 
a wonderful third, you know, third wheel on a team. Simon, five, gifted score, just flat out score, fantastic. Then we stop. What? Because nobody else. Your next most Shaden. reliable scorer, Shaden Sharp, right? Because he had a great last ten games of the season in the NBA. I'm just saying that guy hasn't even played consistent minutes in the NBA. You have hope. You have hope, but you don't have. He's not an NBA consistent player. Brogdon. Brogdon's your best guy that you can count on to score because he's done it. I mean, he's sixth man of the year. He started games when he's healthy. He knows how to play NBA basketball. But we're done. That's it. We're finished with guys that have proven that they can play in the NBA and score. Thibel's a fantastic defensive player. He's not, he can't, the guy can't score. I mean, boom. That's it. It's over. Robert Williams is an NBA basketball player, meaning he's played in the NBA. Cannot score other than a dunk. I'm just saying all this thought that that this team is offensively going to be so gifted because it's based on athleticism and potential. It's not based on actual stuff. Like like everyone's like, oh, they're going to be fine offensively. I'm not convinced. I'm convinced they'll score a lot of points because – it's the NBA, and as I always tell you, you're going to score 100 points. And if you give up 125, you're going to score 110 a lot and still lose by 15. So your offensive numbers as far as your overall points are going to look okay. But the other thing, the turnovers are not pretty. Oh, my God. They're, they're not, not pretty, no, Aaron. They're not. They're, they're not ugly. pretty. <laughs> and what is what do turnovers turn into in the NBA? Easy buckets, right? So uh, that – and turnovers – are on the offensive side of the ball. That's not a defensive problem. That's an offensive problem. I'm just saying this is a young team, and people have to come. Look, they only know, had 25 turnovers last the... night. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and they, I'm just, they have 23 I'm just against saying, the Breakers. Like, I am they have 23 not, against the Breakers. <laughs> I'm just not convinced that we haven't. Uh, you know, a team that's going to flow offensively because none of these guys have played together at all. You know, Grant and Simons are the only two guys that have played together. I mean, Thibel a little bit at the end of the year, but um, I'm just saying these guys haven't even played under a system of basketball together. We don't really know what the system's going to be yet with Billups because he hasn't developed it yet. It's not going to be it's just starting, obviously. We know they're going to go They're going to go fast. They're going to go fast. That's great. But eventually you're going to be in the half court. What are you going to do? I know what I'm going to do if I'm when, – when Simons is in the game, I'm going to say, hey, why don't you take the ball, Simons, and do what you do. And Anthony, if, if, they, if they send two at you, why don't you still go? But if they send three, maybe look for someone else. I'm just saying like, we have one guy that's uh, – that's a you know we know Simons is a dynamic scorer that other NBA teams scout against because they know that he can beat them and you know Aiton can beat you um, you know at at a center Grant hasn't had a lot of defenses concentrate on him but he can play I'm just saying like we can't sit here and act like the only issue is going to be defense am I right look man one I'm trying to be positive. Okay, you know, I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to latch on to something because I have a long season ahead that I need to cover. Okay, so thank you very much. It's all about you. Yeah, I I mean, thank you very much for trying to spoil my mental preparation. But number two, 
I think if, if you're if you're playing a running gun style and you got a point guard who's a pass first point guard, which means he's not going to take a lot of bad shots. He's going to get guys the ball. I think we're going to, you know, you're right about the turnovers, but I think we're going to see some points. Like I, points are significant. Like okay, I, I'll say they'll rank in the top half at least in offensive rating. How about that? Give me that. I mean, top, top half, 15. like the bottom top part 15. of the top. I think that would be a the bottom part of the top half is realistic. Okay. But I will not be shocked if they're. I I would not take the the over on that. Meaning, I would probably say um, they they won't be yeah. um, because efficiency and I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I will say I don't know. I mean, I. I'm happy to say that there's potential here and I'm excited. There are going to be a lot of alley-oops <laughs> and we haven't really had that, you know, in the last few years. Like when the Blazers were young last time, when I, you know, there were a lot of, there were a lot of alley-oops. I saw Rudy Fernandez go up and get it. Travis mm-hmm. Atlaw go up and get it. LaMarcus go up and get it. Like um, Martel go up and get it. And for a while they were really good, but they, you know, when you don't play defense that well, you're going to give up some alley-oops. So I think we're going to see alley hoops on the uh, on both sides, and we're going to see moments where we go, "Wow!" But I think consistently, um, there's a reason why the that Vegas has the over under where they have it for wins, because when you look at this team objectively, you know that there's not a lot of um, proven commodities, and that there's includes, enough. You mean offensively or at all? You okay? I mean, okay, at Brogdon, Brogdon, and Grant, Aiden, Williams are five proven commodities. And Thibel defensively, that's six. And he's hitting the three. That's six. But what do you, what, what, but I have a question. I have a question. What are they proven at? Being legitimate NBA players. So, Thibel, right. Thibel's a role player who's a starter okay. on this team, not a starter you, on, a, on, you on most said they NBA didn't teams. Have legitimate. Proven players. I'm not saying they have a lot of really well, good ones and they're going to go to the playoffs. I'm talking about whether or not they okay, can be top right, half fair. in scoring efficiency in, in scoring uh, rating. Now they're going to probably be bottom five in defensive rating, so they're going to be a net negative in the bottom eight in total net. Excuse me, in, in net rating. Sorry, and they're going to lose a ton of games. I'm just saying the only thing I'm latching onto and saying that I think we're going to see in a positive fashion is that I think they'll be top half in offense. You want to make a bet? We can bet. So Bible's not. You want to bet? We can bet. <laughs> I don't want to root against them. I'm not an evil man. I'm not an evil man. You know, I don't want. I don't make bets when I'm. But Thibault is a below is well below average NBA player. But the defensive player, player, he's a plus defender. Way below. So he's going to yeah. get some steals. Williams is way below. And, and, and Williams is going to ignite some fast breaks with some blocks and some defense. So you know they, they'll, they'll serve their purpose. Right, but he's a well below average. Offensive. Right, but he finishes. Alley oops. Okay. Yeah. I'm just he can hey. dunk. You got him. Hey, did they have two guys? Did they have two guys six eleven or six ten or more who you knew could flush? No. Would take it to the rack and and score at 80 percent? No, they didn't. They had Nurkic who scored inside right. sixty one percent. And my thing with Williams is: will, will he be on? How yeah, long will he be on the floor? Like I hope he stays healthy. I'm just saying they're not. Those are two year proven players that we know are not good at offense. Like you get in the half court and you're like, oh, and and. Opposing teams are like you could you could be open. No, no, no. Thibault will hit you, hit a wide open through three. Excuse me, and Robert Williams will dunk over you. 
So I'm just saying they have they have a purpose. What? Not everyone's got to be a triple threat. Yes. They have a purpose. I'm just saying. Then you got Ant who's going to be right. the lead scorer. You got a pass first point guard who's going to kick it out the thigh book for the three, and who's going to alley pass to Williams. And then you have a center who can score from almost anywhere. Who's been working on his three ball. And then you got Grant. We all know Grant can drop twenty. So you got three guys who I think are going to score twenty or more, and one's going to be at twenty five. That's sixty five points right there. So I'm just you know anyway. We're gonna bet. So why'd you give up your tickets, man? You should have bought. You no, should have been because they're gonna lose one thirty-eight, one twenty. Well, that, I mean, I'm not. I agree that when you when you're down, you can score a lot of points. See, that's another thing too. Cheap points. Cheap I points agree with well. that. I All agree right, with let's that. Let's move on to scoop, 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 scoop. Salt and pepper there for you. Um, oh, you know, what, you know what they've been doing at the uh, Motor Center? They play that Snoop Dogg song that starts off with a Snoop. Every time Scoop does something, it's kind of funny. I love that we got, that we went from, you know, the letter O to the double O. I mean, that that's, kinda that's cool. kinda, that kind of cool. And he's adopted that, the you know, double O seven. Yeah, he said something about that the other day in one of the little vignettes agent. about double O means license to kill. I was like, whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So our secret agent, Double O Scoop. First game. Let's get. Let's go through this. Breakers. You know, seven points, six assists. You know, he just flashed a little bit. It was cool. Then he came out and gave us his best game, probably twenty-two, four and four, eight for fourteen from the floor. He did have six turnovers and six personal fouls. I think that's going to be an issue this season. And then. 17 points, eight assists, only two turnovers. Didn't shoot particularly well, but, you know, six for 17. He got it done 17 and eight. You'll take that in the, in the Phoenix game. And, excuse me, the Utah game. And then the last game against Phoenix, clunker, three of 11, eight points, five more turnovers, four more fouls, five assists, not a good game. So, you know, give, give me a breakdown of what you felt like you saw from uh, Mr. Henderson. Scoop. I saw Henderson. a 19-year-old with elite athleticism, um, really a high basketball IQ for his age and the fact that he hasn't played an actual NBA game yet, and someone that has a long, a long way to go before he understands the whole game. That doesn't mean he can't figure it out quickly. Um, but, I, lo- I mean, look, I love – his his penetration, I mean, he is, like you said, he's like a running back. Uh, he decides he's going, he's going. But he's keeping his head up and he finds guys. He's definitely going to make people better even before he becomes, and I don't know if he'll ever become an elite scorer, you know. Um, but he's got all the, the intangibles that you want to see in a young point guard. But you can't expect a 19-year-old who basically is the top talent he's played against in organized basketball is the G League, which is pretty much guys that can't get to the 12th spot on the roster, right? Like, so now he's playing, he's going to play against the guys that are the elite of the elite, and he's going to have to learn. Uh, But everything you hear and see from him is that he is a guy, he he seems to be smart, he seems to understand what he's got to do, and He's got that confidence. Like he doesn't make a mistake and then hang his head. Like he thinks he's going to be great 
And like, yeah. you know what I mean? He, he's confident he's going to be great. And I believe him. I, I believe in it right now. Uh, but yes, he's going to have exactly what you just said. He's going to have some great games, some, you know, games where he does really good things and really bad things. And just some clunkers where he just, you know, it's game two of a back to back. He started off over four, two turnovers early and he just can't recover. Right. But that's what you get when you, you know, when you're drafting a 19 year old to run your team. Like he can't just come in and run two plays for him. He got to run the, he got to run it. And that's hard. The bottom line is that Scoot is simply not a starting caliber NBA point guard yet. If, if you, you know, had all the point guards in the NBA try out for all 30 teams, Scoot would not be starting if every team was serious about winning. Obviously, he's starting because. You know, he's a third pick. They're trying to develop him. You want to throw him out there. You're not planning to win anyway. But if you're trying to win, he's going to kill you. And the preseason showed that because he's just not ready. He shot 41.7%. In the G League, he shot 42. He shot 29% on threes. In the G League, he shot, I think, 27% on threes. In 28 minutes per game, he gave you five and a half, five and, excuse me, 5.8 assists, which is all right. You know, it's nice. He obviously is a good passer, but, you know, 5.8 assists, even in 28 minutes, is not special. But he also gave you three and a half turnovers and four and a half fouls. So he's killing you when he's shooting. He's not racking up massive assists. He's getting a lot of turnovers and a lot of fouls. He's a, he's a negative player right now. That doesn't mean he's not going to be great. That doesn't mean he's not a talent. It just means he's 19 and he's coming from the G League, right? It's just, it, it, it's just, he just is what he is right now. And that's okay. It's not a knock on him. Hardly anyone's coming to the league at 19 and being great. So he doesn't, he shouldn't be expected to be great. But we definitely saw the talent, man. Like you just totally tell that he is going to be a guy. I don't know if he's ever going to be a great outside shooter, but I think he's definitely going to be a guy who's going to be a threat to penetrate, kick it out to guys, finish with efficiency close to the basket. Um, a lot like Derrick Rose was. I mean, Derrick Rose developed a three-point shot, but still was never really great at it. But he was getting to the rack, man, and he was scoring. And he was actually far more of a shoot-first guy than Scoot, so a little bit different there. But if you get that kind of athleticism and aggressiveness and attacking the basket and a, and a guy who's going to make good decisions, then at least you know the ball isn't in the hands of a guy who's coming down and taking bad shots. He's rarely ever going to take a bad shot because he's out hunting for shots. He's hunting for the team to score and however he can help make that happen. So I came away encouraged by his ability and his potential, regardless of the fact that statistically, eh, not very pretty. I like the Derrick Rose cop. That makes a lot of sense to me. I often think about Russell Westbrook just because of the speed, uh, even though Westbrook was taller and that Westbrook couldn't shoot. The one thing I, I will say, Aaron, is that I think he's going to have to learn to shoot. You know, in the modern NBA, there's just so – few players that are able to be successful now without at least a pretty consistent threat from three. I mean, even Chris Paul can shoot um, a little bit. So I'm interested to see how quickly that develops and, and if it does develop. Because you know the NBA, they'll back off if you can't shoot it. And it's real hard you know, to get in the lane if, if, if they're backing off. But uh, I agree. There's no doubt where the athleticism is and – if you're a Blazer fan, that's what you have to think about the future. Not so much, not so much the no. now, because the now is all those things you just right. listed. Now, someone like Morant, Morant shooting around 33% on threes, which is at least a respectable. And of course, 
his percentage is much better when he's left wide open. So, you know, Dame, Dame's the type of guy who takes, you know, difficult threes. So his percentage is going to be down a little bit from what he would be if he only shot when he was wide open. Uh, so I think Scoot, when he shoots, when he's just wide open, I, I think eventually he's at least going to be enough of a threat to be okay. He said, you know, he expects to be high 30s at some point as he keeps working on it. And so, you know, he'll, he'll keep grinding on that and be one of these guys like Kobe, what, Kobe would make a thousand a day or something like that, a thousand shots a day. Uh, so he can work on it and, and develop that, obviously. Uh, you know, another thing Billups said the other day was that, you know, he, he just expects a ton of growing pains, obviously. He said that Scoot's not only learning his way through the NBA, he's learning the competition and he's learning his players. And that's a lot to learn. You know, it's a lot to figure out not only the X's and O's of the game, but the physicality of the game, uh, how you deal with playing, you know, 30 minutes a night for 82 games, and then how teams are going to play you, the absolute elite talent level that's in the league, plus how your guys play, how they want the ball, what's the best way to work with them. That's just so much that he's going to have to figure out. And it's going to lead to some some pretty mediocre nights. And that's just how it is. And I hope fans and, are ready for it. And being an NBA basketball player. Like yeah, the life yeah, of an the NBA basketball that, player. Yeah. On the plane. All the things that are given, that are handed to you, like bang, at 19, like suddenly, you know, elite trainers. You got to be, a, you know, you got to, when you show up here, you can't just go to the mall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're going to. You know, there's going to be stuff that uh, he'll have to deal with. And everything he's shown is that, and everybody talks about him, talks about the maturity. Uh, because obviously, like you talk about John Morant, he's handled the basketball stuff, but he hasn't been able to handle the not basketball Jeez. stuff. So it's you can't just ignore yeah. that because it's a real thing. And he's going to be, you know, the money that he's going to have um, and the access that he's going to have and the admiration and the reaction that he's going to get when he walks into a room is going to be totally different than he's had before. And he thought he had that, right? Because he's been an elite talent, you know, since he was like 13 years old. But it's just different when you're an NBA basketball player. So um, it's all there for him. And we'll get to see the growth. Definitely. All right. Let's talk about my boy Shaden. I got high hopes for Shaden as well. Doesn't look like he's ready to make a huge leap so far this year. I mean, things can turn around, you know, by Christmas. He might become what maybe many people thought he might be by this this fall. Um, you know, he still just looks young out there, man. He just seems like a young cult trying to find his way. Shot 43%, 19% on threes, obviously not very good. 2.8 2 assists, 4.5 rebounds, 14 per game. He did have some nice passes the other day. Uh, he obviously can score from anywhere, regardless of these, of these percentages. He's he's an effortless shooter in terms of just looking like he's a comfortable shooter. He saw better shooting last year, so I'm not going to make too much of a big deal out of the preseason. But still just seems really young, and he is young. He's 20, and, you know, it's like it, you would have hoped that maybe he made a bigger jump, especially after what we saw in the last 10 games last year. But I don't believe he has. I've been told by people that they don't believe he quite has. He's just not ready. And what that what ready means is, you know, ready to impact a team and help it win. I mean, he's going to put up numbers. You know, any, you know, anyone can put up numbers, as we always say. But still, you know, has a long way to go. Yeah, my thing is, like, he didn't make it hard for Billups to not start him. Right. 
you know, it seems like the decision was pretty early and pretty easy. And then when you watch him, you go, oh, okay, I get it. Thibault's an NBA basketball player. He knows where to be. Um, he knows his role. Um, he can help on the court. So I think that, you know, you hear rumblings like, hey, if you're going to lose anyway, why not just start sharp, scoot, you know, and it's like, well, because that won't be good for them. You know, if they're not ready, there's a difference between letting a guy learn as he goes and uh, putting in a guy in a situation where it might hurt his development. So clearly Billups feels like he's got to continue to manage when sharp, he can't just say go like with scoot. We've he's seen enough to say go. Look, if Scoot came yeah, in, that's true. <laughs> I think and just kind of didn't didn't show some things. Maybe there was a chance. I mean, remember I told you Scoot was going to start, and you were like, nah, nah, nah. Now we're both right because Simons is starting too, right? So and that was your thing. You didn't think that they'd go back to this, but you know that's where I'm at right now. Is that uh, hopefully by the end of the year, uh, Sharp's pushing. Billups to be like, okay, he's ready now. He's going to play 28 minutes a game and he's going to be able to, he, he might be the starter. Yeah. So, and at that point, maybe you trade your guy. Right. So here's the deal. If they, if they had to play a game tomorrow for the fate of humanity, Scoop's not starting. <laughs> and starting, is. and starting at the point and Shaden's going to be at the two because Shaden gives you much better scoring ability than Scoot and Ant is going to, as a lead guard, he's probably going to end that game with do or die. He's going to go 30 and 10. Um, Scoot starting because they drafted him a third overall. They moved on from uh, Damian and he gives you something no one else really gives you. And that's someone who has floor leader in, ter- in terms of running a true point uh, that you can have in your lineup. So at least you know he's not going to shoot you out of games, right? Sharp could shoot you out of a game. <laughs> Scoot's not. So at least you get that out of him. But like I said, man, or or actually you'd probably start, uh, you might start Matisse at the two and slide Grant to the three yeah, and start J- someone do. else at the four. I don't know who, Jabari or something. I don't know. But I, I just don't, I think Scoot's starting for reasons that have nothing to do with him being the top five well, player on the team. That said. Let, let me be clear. If we're playing for all of humanity, first of all, humanity's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Let's just say that. But I would, yes, I would start Simons. I would uh, start Thibel. I would start Grant. I would start Williams. And I would start Aiton. I wouldn't care. Like, that's my best five guys on the court at that time. You'd be a lot. Um, that's yeah, what I, mean, I would do. For one saying. game, yeah. I mean, it, Williams at the four is going to hurt you. But I think, I, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think we agree. Um, so anyway. So, yeah, Scoot started. I, I knew he wouldn't beat out Ant. The question was, could he beat out Sharp? And I do think from the standpoint of Sharp not being ready and Scoot giving you something that no one else really gives you, and that's the vision and, and court sensibilities, and he's not going to be shoot first because Sharp will shoot first. <laughs> Sharp, not he's not passing up any shots. Ant sort of is, is that way as well. So, you know, here we are. But I just, you know, those are two guys. So Sharp's a sixth man. So those are two guys in your top six who aren't remotely ready for this, but they're going to be given a ton of minutes because they're the future of the franchise. And so when you do that, you're conceding games. You just are. But you can't just say, we're just going to throw Sharp out there and start him just because, because everyone else on the team, they're not necessarily going into this wanting to lose. 
it doesn't serve Aiden or Ant or Grant any any doesn't do any favors for them to go out there serve them any purpose to go out there and lose. So if they if they know that Sharp's just out there and he doesn't know what he's doing, you can't trust him because he doesn't know the defenses and he doesn't know the offenses. That's just gonna piss those guys off, and then they're not gonna take anything you're doing seriously, and then everything just completely spirals down the drain because no one respects the process. So I, I think that they're doing the wise thing and not starting sharp because he could not start and still play 30 minutes. But you're getting, but you're dangling a carrot out there. You're saying, look, man, you have to be able to do X, Y, Z before I can make you a starter. You have to earn it. You have to go get it. And so I think the way they're handling that is, is perfect. Make that guy earn it and have him come off the bench and just make sure, make sure you give him nice minutes, but make him earn something. All right, so I, I want to ask you, who else? on this team are you looking forward to seeing like we keep concentrating on the same ones but and we basically uh you could pretty much say which eight you know there's eight guys nine guys that you know but what what other players do you think have a chance um to make an impression or maybe impress you in the preseason where you think they'll have a significant role at least this season well, I think Jabari Walker is going to definitely be the backup power forward most nights. Billups said that Chris Murray, first-round pick this year, and Tomani Kamara, who has captured the fantasy – stuck between fascination and fantasy. Both. <laughs> he's, he's captured both of those in Rip City so far, but he came down to earth last night with a pretty mediocre game. But people like him, and they're comparing him to Baby Pippen and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, Bill said that he and Murray will get. They got to they, they, they should get. Yeah, they should that. get some time. Gotta they should get some time that. here and there. I mean, it's funny because when you watch him play, you definitely see traits of Pippen, but it's a long way from sec- late mid second round, you know, to Hall of Famer with six titles. But anyway, uh, he does bring th- some things to the court. So I think we're going to see a lot of those three because they're all part of the development of this roster. I just think, again, you're going to see them making a ton of mistakes and being marks for other teams. You know, if I'm another team and I see Kamara coming in, I'm going at him. If I see Jabari, I'm going at him. If I see Chris Murray, I'm going at him. Dare you to stop legitimate veteran NBA players at those positions. It's just it's just not going to happen over the course of, you know, a full game. But I like what Jabari did, man. Jabari is huge now. Last year it was so obvious that his lack of physical – strength was a detriment. Like when he when he was out there for like long stretches when he had injuries, he just got exposed. Like it was just clear that he was a non-factor uh, out there on the court. Now, I mean, I know it sounds weird, but you know we see these guys w- come walk to the locker from the shower just a towel, <laughs> and he walked by the other day and it was blatantly obvious how much bigger he was. It was crazy, uh, and he talked about how much weight he put on and how much strength he added. And so now when he gets inside and he, he attacks the basket, he's doing it with some force and some power and some authority and some confidence. Uh, in the preseason, 22 minutes a game, he shot 57%, 42% on threes, 2.3 per game. Uh, he also gave you – what else here? In I assist, just jump in and say that's, that's sorry, what happens that's your when your dad – Yeah, seven rebounds game. per game. That's what it is. Yeah. So – you know, hey, he looks like a guy. Ten point seven rebounds a game in sixteen minutes, and he did it with pretty high efficiency. Sorry, he shot forty eight percent. Grant shot fifty seven. I was looking for the wrong line. Uh, so I think he established himself as a clear backup power forward. 
But the thing about Kamara is Kamara can also play some three. It's going to be interesting to see how many minutes he gets there because he is 6'8". He does give you legitimate length at the three, so he can get some minutes at both spots. Those are the three on the radar. Uh, Duat Reef had a nice game last night at center starting. He's, I don't know, he just seems still like he's figuring out his tall, lanky body. Um, so, yeah, I go with those three. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Billups gets minutes for them. Yeah, to me, like what you said, that for Walker, that's what happens when your dad played in the NBA and you know. Like, he, you know, you know what it takes. And he's six foot seven. He knows he can't get taller, but he can get stronger. Um, and there's, it's clear that he worked on his body in the offseason. And, uh, and the other thing is because he, he has that basketball IQ and his, you know, he's got that help along the way where his dad's like, Hey, you're not going to, you're not going to be Shaq. You're mm-hmm. not going to be Kobe here. You want to play for 10 years in the NBA and make a whole lot of money. This is what you need to do. And uh, at least he stepped in that the right direction. Yeah. Kamara is interesting. Every time I see a meme about Scotty Pippen, I, I kind of want to just never use the internet again. Um, <laughs> Just because that's why the internet's terrible. Because this, you know, this kid, you know, like you're like, come on now, like what? Uh, but yeah, I see potential there, and he's going to get an opportunity. Uh, that's one thing when you're on teams like this, guys will get opportunities to play, and they'll get uh, you know some extra time here or there. If they're playing better, they'll get more time. If there's an injury, they get a ton of time, whether they're playing good or not. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there's. Uh, that many more people that I'm excited to see other than uh, really excited to see Scoot and Sharp. And, and uh, of course, I'm excited to see your guy. So let's kind of end yeah. on Yeah. How special is Simon? How special is Simon's going to be this year? Like, what do you think in numbers? Is he going to average 38, going to lead the league? You know, uh, we know he can flat out score. We know every time he's got the ball, he is the best Offensive option for the Blazers. For the league. What does that mean for him? You have no idea how excited I am that Ant is still in town. I don't know how long it's going to last, yeah, I but do, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it because he's about to go off. I'm taking him at least third round in my fantasy league. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I, I think he averages 24-25 a game. I really do. He's just such an elite shooter. He's so, such a confident scorer all over the court. Um, I think playing with a shoot first point guard is going to help him a lot, a lot because he's been playing. Excuse me, playing with a pass first point guard is going to help him pass first. because he's been playing with a shoot first point guard, and so now he's going to be playing with a guy who he knows is not going to just come down and jack up a thirty-five footer. He's going to come down and try and work it around, and the ball gets back to him. You know, he's got a big man that's going to be a threat, so that'll help him as well. See, I'm expecting big things from him. You know, twenty-five points per game. You know, four assists, four rebounds. He's not going to excel in those areas necessarily. Uh, but he's going to shoot around 46% and right around 39 to 40% on threes. And then they're going to trade him. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I mean, I will just say this. Like, he averaged 21 a game you know, right. last year. So it's not oh. like jumping to 25 when yeah. suddenly you are the yeah. option is, uh, is crazy. I, I'll be interested to see where his shooting percentage is because if his shooting percentage stays where it's been, like last year, he's going to average 25 easy um, just because he's going to get more shots. Um, yeah, and I, I, there's just no play. I mean, I'm with you. Like what's – in a way, it's like he's showcasing himself. He's saying all the right things. Uh, he's not the kind of guy that's going to say anything um, to cause any trouble. At least he hasn't yet. 
but at some point in time, he's going to be like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 24, but I'm in year five. Like I, I'm sick of taking a back seat and now I'm on a front seat kind of, but not really because I'm six, three, I want the ball. I want to be your lead guard. Um, and he will be a, he'll be a, you know, he's always been a player that teams are interested in. Um, and now I just don't, I don't understand you know, long-term how, how the Blazers can give, find me some reason for him to be here for the next two, three years. It just doesn't make sense yeah, to me. Um, it doesn't. Unless Sharp is a, a dud, right? You know, that's it. That's the only chance if Sharp's a dud. I mean, it's, I don't think Scoot's going to be a dud, but obviously if Scoot's a dud, but that's it. Like one of your two lottery picks ends up being a nothing, which is terrible, kind of worst-case scenario. That's the only reason we're keeping it right, um, to keep Simons around. But, you know, if you're Simons, there's got to be part of him that's, like I've said before, like, are you kidding me? Like, I averaged 21 a game with Dame here. Like, why couldn't – why'd you have to go get another point guard? You know, like – we need we need small forwards here. Let's go, you know. Brandon Miller would have been Brandon yeah, I, Miller would have been a better fit for this team, and I I believe that when it's all said and done, they'll at least be equals Brandon Miller and Scoot. I don't think Scoot's going to be necessarily way better than Brandon Miller and Brandon Miller six eight. So we'll see. Continue. My bad. Yeah, and I, I I'm interested to see if we get you know those we get you know multiple forty point games from. Simons, could he drop 50? And I say that because there's been a few times where he just says, okay, but he doesn't always have that mindset. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he hasn't had that opportunity because he's played with, he's never, you know, other than end of year, we're not trying to win teams or that one time, like his second year when the last game of the season, all the starters sat and they just gave him the ball and he dropped 30 something. Like we just haven't seen that on a consistent basis where he is the guy you're allowed to go get go get yours every night, um, so I'll be interested to see how he how he does, and and what will that mean for the Blazers as we move further and further during the season? Like, where will the trade talk boil up? Right, like, is it going to go real fast and it's no doubt, or are are people going to go like, well, may, they can't afford to trade him in any way because he's doing this. It'll be interesting, but I, I'm on board now. I'm on board now. Now that he's he's like the last one standing, <laughs> Petrus, I'm on the bandwagon with you. So if Sharp fizzles and Ants just flat out better, the problem then is you've got two small guards again. And I'm not gonna. I, I refer, know. there's two things that have that to one, two things have to happen before I ever take this franchise seriously again. One, you can't be starting two small backcourt guards. Six two, six three. Not, I don't care if you do that. Not gonna take you seriously. And two, you have to get a legit small forward, an NBA caliber, legit two way, six foot seven with some length, small forward. And I need to see both of those things. So if Shaden develops as he should, at least you get a six four and a half, six five two guard. That's better. You find that legit small forward for Ant, and oh, now, now you look like a team. Or what if you trade Ant to Orlando for Wendell Carter? Put Grant the three, and went Scoot, Sharp, Grant, Wendell Carter, Aiden. Now you look like a basketball team. So something's got to give in the backcourt. And you know what? That could have happened last year. That could have happened a year before. <laughs> you know, like 
This is all that. But when Ant goes out there and goes nuts without Dame, I think it's going to raise his value. And I think the team out there is going to say, hey, we need that guy. <laughs> it's going to be a damn shame. Huh? What do you mean when he leaves? <laughs> that they couldn't do this. Oh. That oh, they, they couldn't, couldn't do this, do this before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, that's the part that always hurts. Uh, uh, like everything you just said could have happened last the year. Odds are, listen, let's end on this. The odds are that the Blazers will absolutely regret not doing whatever they could to put the best team around Dame possible and just let it go for three years. And anyone who says, oh, if they wouldn't have won it, okay, maybe they wouldn't have won it. But if you if you had traded for Aiden and then gone out and did what I said, get a legit small forward. You're better than you were last year, and Dame's happy. And then get a couple of veterans. You don't have little kids. When I say we're talking about Kamara and Chris Murray and Jabari as backups, you have some veteran backups, which they all said they needed. That's all Dame would have wanted, and Dame would have been cool. And then bring Scoop back up Dame. Great. Move forward. Let's go. You would have never drafted Scoop, but that's a different no, thing. No, I think no, I'm just saying you could have still taken Scoop and have him be your backup and have that as your future. You didn't have to trade him and still do what I just said you could have done. That's all I'm saying. So down the line, as we move along from all of this, I don't see right now a path toward having a better chance to contend than what they just passed up. That's what I'm saying. It's not staring me in the face. A lot of fans are staring him in the face because Kamara is going to be Pippen. Williams is Barkley. Aiton's going to come here and be Patrick Ewing. Scoot's going to be a combination of D. Rose and Kyrie. Shaden's going to be baby Jordan, right? All these guys are all going to hit at a 10, a 10 level, and they're going to three-peat. Okay, but we know like, that's like a, there's like a 3% chance of that happening. And then you look at, you look at Houston. There's no way there's a 3% chance okay. of that happening. Okay. There's a we negative can. zero. There's, there's no chance of that happening. All right, so, but you look at Houston stacking talent. The OKC's, you know, Utah's got some things going. And that's not even counting the already established good teams who are led by young players. Dallas isn't going anywhere with Luka. They didn't make the playoffs last year, but they were in the West Finals a couple years ago. They're going to figure that out, obviously. Uh, Morant and Jaron Jackson. The the Nuggets, they're all under 30. They're All their main guys are all under 30. So I, right now, I don't see any path, unless they pull off some miracle trade with all these extra draft picks they got, and they package in and four first, and they go out and they get who? Some they go out and they get uh, Jason Tatum, <laughs> right? Then okay, I see a path, right? But is that going to happen? Probably not. So I'm just saying. So we'll see how things go. But man, they got a lot of heavy lifting ahead, man. A lot of heavy lifting. And what did we say last week? I said over under on number of players on this roster who will be with the team they next next pick the playoffs four and a half. I'm sticking with that. We're going to see a lot of changes before this team's good I'm again. with you. And also, I think I blew it last time because I, I promised that every podcast I would bring up the ownership issue. Nothing right now, uh, even under Paul, you know, Paul Allen in the last few years under Olshie, no, nothing says that they have the capability to make that move. And Damian Lillard would be the first one to tell you that. They just haven't been able to do that. And now with this in-between, you know, trust ownership, why would I think that they can make some kind of big power? Move? And they they couldn't do it. They they couldn't do it when they told us they had everything. They're gonna go you know, all in. They needed to do. They're gonna go all in. They, dude, all they, in. Had, they had. And they had, had it. They had, they had sharp. They had it. They had the number three pick. You had Ant, and you could have unlocked 
three first round picks by by conveying with the Bulls, and they didn't they didn't come yep. close. And yeah, exactly. So, but you know, I can see where they might try and do it with the younger set. I can see that. Um, but you got to find the, the player who's available to go get for all those assets. And uh, we'll see. Anyway, whatever, man. Just Blazers fans. Yeah. It's time to play some NBA and, basketball you know, next be, time. That's just have some about. patience and see where this goes. Just pray to God that Shaden and Scoot are going to become both elite caliber players. That's really the only hope. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Pleasure Focus podcast. I am Aaron Fentress. He is Craig Burnback. Regular season starts next week. We will be all over it. No matter how bad things go, we're, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna try and find a silver lining for the future. 